Hello, and welcome back to another podcast from VJ Oncology. In this episode, we're hearing a discussion on novel CAR-T strategies in breast and ovarian cancer from the IW CAR-T workshop held this year in Tampa, Florida. Jose Conejo Garcia of Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa, Florida, and Jennifer Specht of Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center and the University of Washington in Seattle, Washington, discuss novel CAR-T cells for ovarian cancer as well as anti-CLDN6 CAR T-cell therapy in solid tumors. Um, so I'm Dr. Jennifer Specht. I'm a breast medical oncologist and associate professor at University of Washington and Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center. And I'm delighted to be here in Tampa um, this weekend to be talking about advances in CAR T-cell therapy, particularly for solid tumors. And we've had a super exciting morning. I think really um, a lot of very exciting data presented. And my name is Jose Conejo Garcia. I work here at Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa. I am the chair of the Department of Immunology and co-leader of the Immune Oncology Program. I work on understanding and targeting uh, mechanisms of immunosuppression in cancer and developing novel immunotherapies, including CAR T cells with an emphasis on ovarian cancer. So very exciting uh, events this morning, uh, good advances and, and, and very good discussions indeed. So I was excited to hear about some newer techniques, particularly the idea of using not just a typical SCFE antigen targeting, but the idea of using the entire hormone. I wondered, I uh, was really impressed with this notion and, uh, and the work that you presented with the fo um, follicular hormone receptor. So, Many thanks. Yeah, we were wondering, I was wondering what other uses um, may be relevant for the CERT type of technology this, uh, as opposed to a typical CAR T cell. Yeah, thank you. Um, we came with, to this approach uh, basically because we couldn't find a good antibody motif to be used to, to direct our CAR against the receptor of the FSH hormone. And eventually uh, we came to the realization that we couldn't be better than millions of years of evolution in terms of sensitivity. And we also think that the use of an endogenous molecule could be uh, perhaps superior to an, an artificial antibody that could be at some point recognized by the immune system, perhaps not. So, so we thought about other approaches. The, the low-hanging fruit we think is thyroid cancer, uh, for which we can also use the TSH hormone um, as a targeting motif. We have been thinking about other, other hormones, but the pattern of expression is more complicated because, uh, I mean, as, as you know fantastically well, there are receptors in the brain. So uh, the, the good thing about the FSH hormone is that the negative feedback does not work through the hormone itself. The receptor is not expressed in the brain. What, what, what the brain senses are estrogens. Um, so we won't, we won't leave the patient you know, with, without uh, hypothesis or something. No, it's uh, it's uh, very interesting and a novel a novel approach that one could imagine could be utilized for other types of car targeting, given the nature and the relative rarity of the antigens that we're trying to identify for solid tumors. I think that we need yeah all all hands on deck and all approaches to to get to this to to the goal of making car T cells work against solid tumors. But I was very impressed about uh, your trials and, and, and the approaches that you are following, and especially the fact that you are targeting breast cancer, which is, uh, you know, with the exception of triple negative breast cancer, is uh, quite resistant to immune checkpoint blockade. And 
is considered kind of an, a, a cold tumor and, and I am very impressed with, with the results that you are getting and I think that's super promising. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the the major thought has been is, is that our work with CAR-T and solid tumors globally has been not that impressive yet. But I think that honestly, this, the data that we're seeing in our session from both Dr. Shaw and from um, is really suggesting that we're, we're, we're uh, making some strides and so that this sort of notion that it only works for CD19 or BCMA in terms of CAR-T cell therapy, I think is really starting to be overturned and that's very, very exciting. Yeah. Um, Dr. Alsdorf's work as well was with the response rates were, was, uh, very, very impressive. It was very impressive to me too, especially the fact that the, the most durable response that they found was in ovarian cancer. And, and I was intrigued, I mean, we, 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 uh, we don't have unlimited time, but I, I wanted to ask him about um, how he infused the cells, I assume, intravenously. And that's uh, something that is under discussion in the field. I, ma, 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 we are running this clinical trial with the FSA's targeted care, and we are having two cohorts, one intraperitoneally administered CAR-T cells, one with intravenously administered CAR-T cells, precisely to sort that question. Mm -hmm. Because as an immunologist, I thought, well, if you put the T cells where the target is, they won't go anywhere, right? And the relative concentration is going to be higher. But when you talk to the gynecologic oncologists, they don't see it that way. And it's not only our local uh, gynecologic oncologists everywhere. Um, they think that intravenous could be more effective because uh, the metastasis happen hematogenously, interestingly. Um, and that's something that I am really, really curious about because... Uh, no, and I, I think it's going to depend um, not only on disease type where obviously with ovarian intraperitoneal or with mesothelioma, local administration makes a lot of sense. In breast, we always tend to think about it as being such a systemic disease that the idea of trying to target tumor seems more difficult technically and otherwise. Um, however, it may really depend on where the tumor is located and one can imagine strategies in the future for particularly cold tumors where perhaps you give treatments or local treatments to try to prime the tumor prior to infusing adoptive T cell therapy to try to enhance that response and maybe we'll be able to be more elegant to really sort out the question of the IP versus the IV and what other ways can we augment that response to keep the persistence. Um, I think that was one of the things that I found most interesting about um, Dr. Alsdorf's work is, is that they were showing evidence of t CAR T cell persistence months later, um, which was quite impressive and something that I'm a little jealous of, but I mean, we, we haven't been able to see for a variety of reasons. And so I think trying to understand the difference between their product and the microenvironment that it's being used in to try to really help us hone in on how we can optimize these therapies, so. Excellent. And the other interesting question to me, and, and we saw this morning some approaches to target that, is how we can make these T cells, how we can engineer them to make them more resistant to immunosuppression, um, maybe to metabolic restrictions, right, by targeting, for instance, mechanisms of ER stress that are subsequent to metabolic restrictions, how we can favor a tissue resident memory differentiation, how, how can we make them better? I think that's where the field uh, eventually will go, right, as long as we have a, a, a specific targets. No, I agree, and I think that with, um, you know, with CD19, it was 
somewhat of a perfect storm and that you had a, um, the, a, a really optimal situation to show proof of principle. And we've seen such dramatic responses with CAR T cell therapy. And I think for most every other solid tumor and for other diseases, it's gonna take a more nuanced approach. And so it's just very exciting to see how we can identify all the barriers. But I think that the sessions that we were uh, chaired and the sessions that we're seeing today have just shown how each group is sort of chipping away at those barriers and figuring out ways to overcome them. And that is very optimistic and gives us a lot of promise. It's gonna be more complicated, but that's okay. Um, totally agree. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, I think that these kind of meetings are particularly important at this time and bringing together uh, scientists and clinicians and uh, companies working on these technologies uh, will move the, f the field further. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. It's it's um, really a privilege to have the opportunity, number one, to gather together again, as well as to have our colleagues join us virtually. Um, and uh, really exciting sessions looking at from everything from the basic science to really the clinical applications. So I'm privileged to be here today and thanks very much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks. That wraps up this podcast on developments in CAR-T therapy for breast cancer and ovarian cancer from the IW CAR-T meeting. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review and make sure to subscribe on your favourite podcast app so that we can continue to deliver exclusive expert-led content. You can follow us on Twitter at VJ Oncology to get the latest updates across the field of oncology and check out vjoncology.com for more content on the IW CAR-T workshop.